On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, we get into those YouTube comments, hearing from the viewers and listeners out there. Also, Lovey Smith and the Houston Texan scouting staff was at the Cincinnati Pro Day, had an opportunity to look at, among others, Sauce Gardner, and we hear from Lovey Smith. We also end off the show with a little bit of more of Deshaun Watson and what he has going on. And how the Houston Texans dodged the bullet. But first, Cody, go ahead and bring us in right. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am John Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman for a lot of the back and forth, you know, the engagement <laughs> with the Texan fans and, and viewers and lovers out there. Also joined by none other than Cody Davis of Sports Illustrated. Make sure you follow him for all of the Texans updates, news, and check him out on SI Texans, the Sports Illustrated website. Cody, we have to talk about some very <laughs> interesting comments from Twitter, but before, I mean from, from YouTube. But before we do that, the Houston Texans and Isaac Yaitam agreed to a one-year deal. Former New York Giant also played with Green Bay, and you guys should know a little bit about him. Uh, last year, spent some time with Green Bay, played in 16 games, started in one the year before that in 2020. <clears throat> appeared in 16 games and started in 10 of those games. I'm looking at some of his advanced stats. Uh, last year, he gave up a total of 110 yards. In you know, I did mention he started in one game. Uh, the year before that, in New York, gave up 487 yards. And the year before that, for Denver, 482 yards. In the last two years, allowed six touchdowns, three in a four-year career I me mean, uh, nine in his four-year career so far so houston is bringing in another player on a one-year deal where they could provide some depth to the cornerback position and that's going to kind of foreshadow what we're going to talk about later in the show in terms of who houston should bring in at number three now diving into the youtube comments on the larry tunsil show the saving face that came out uh earlier Thursday morning, you know, we talked a little bit about free agency and what Houston should do, you know, mentioned Marlon Mack and how I felt like Houston should be more active in free agency so far because I'm not one of those guys that is just going to be okay with another losing season while covering this team. I'm not just going to, you know, here, we're going to have a losing season. And so I'm looking at some of the interesting comments and I want to, look at two the first is from marshall this is marshall's uh first time that i've seen him comment on youtube if you've commented before marshall sorry if i missed you but he says i'm sorry john but you really you really do not understand how they're going about this rebuild bringing in free agents this year is not the play they're not trying to win and make the playoffs this year cody for me that just speaks of giving the season away that just speaks of a losing mentality of laying down 
and looking for towards the future instead of the opportunities that you have right now. And I think this fan base is broken right now. I think, <laughs> have, I think this fan base has been broken since they lost that 24-0 to zero lead. That's why I think a lot of these fans want Malik Willis because they remind him of that savior that they had in quarterback at Deshaun Watson <laughs> who left you on red. But it's okay if they have an opportunity to bring in some players because I also want to address – Every day is Dre Day. It says, uh, he, he mentioned that we're building a team brick by brick. Even John doesn't seem to understand that. Oh, we didn't get no top free agents. It's not the time for that. I'm glad John Hickman is not the GM. <laughs> We'd be right back in salary cap hell. Well, you know what? I like to address that that as well. Every day is Dre Day. And thank you for commenting on YouTube. Shout out to you, man. Listen. They just freed up a bunch of cap space by moving on from Deshaun Watson. So if you guys are just sitting here and telling me in these YouTube comments that you are okay and conceding away a season again and not trying to be competitive because you want to save a little bit of money when you got over $100 million in cap space as of right now for next year, you don't want to at least spend some money on some of the tier two players? Then what does that say about where this fan base is right now? I think it's a joke. <laughs> I don't go out there and make this front, <laughs> this roster competitive for God's sakes. I don't think the fan base or this organization is just giving the season away. But what I would say is this, John, and this We're is something that I talked about. I just read that. No, We're no, 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 no. The most important thing for the Houston Texans right now as we enter phase two of this rebuild. The number one priority is to develop these young players, but that does not mean that they're not going to be competitive. And two, and most importantly, and I'm going to repeat this, and I think this get lost in one side of the fan base wanting to go out and sign top two and top free agents and the other side that's okay with saving money. The Houston Texans are still reaping the benefit of having a bad reputation around the league. Why would you over, they, they, in order for them to get a top tier free agent or probably a top two tier free agent, they probably was going to have to overpay. And John, since you and I have been doing this podcast, overpaying players is something that you have been fond of for a long time. That, 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 that hurts your nerves for the longest. I'm okay with, Nick Casario, Lovey Smith, and the Texans building their foundation through the draft. And the guys that I'm hearing that the Texans are linked to going to these pro, pro days, and we're going to get into two of them today, there's no way in hell the Texans are not going to be competitive in 2022. But it's all about developing young guys. It's all it's all an excuse for me. But 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 what I would say, but I would say, yeah, we're a month away from the draft. But we haven't drafted, and for so for some people to say that we're not going to win this year, we're 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 not making the playoffs, we're going to be a bad team. I think this fan base is really broken, and so to the fan base out there, (laughs) it's okay. It's okay to have some hope, and I think what's going on is. You guys have hoped and dreamed and wished and wondered 
And all of those merry thoughts have all came crushing down. Whether that had been 24 to 0 and how hype you were at your living room or at the bar. Whether that had been drafting Deshaun Watson and watching Rick Smith go out there and make a ballsy trade to bring him into the franchise. And you're finally getting a savior after years of David Carrs and Matt Schaub and TJ Yates. Whether that's just been watching DeAndre Hopkins in two years drop two passes. You see all that go away. And now you're broken. That's okay. A rebuild can happen by also bringing in at least, at the very least, tier two players that can really make a difference for this franchise. I think Terrell Edmonds is also a free agent, the safety that had played for the uh, the Steelers. He's a, he's a he's a he's a player. I mean, you want to complain, Houston? We got nice weather, no sales tax, beautiful women, turkey leg hut. We got it all. Come yeah, down. we got we we got all that. But how many superstars actually wanted to stay in Houston? I didn't name superstars. I I have always named good players. Never named a superstar. Yeah, name Marlon right. Mack. Marlon Mack is a player that I think is a good player. Sony Michelle is a good player. Terrell Evans is a good player. Right? I've never named superstars. Well, well, well you're right because I was going to use that it. argument. I was going to use that argument and, you know, of course, talk about James and Carlos Correa and all these superstar guys that you know left the organization. So you're right on that on that standpoint. But John, once again, given the foolishness that this organization has been through since ball 24 to nothing, they have a bad reputation. And, and I I don't see the Texans paying the market value for a guy in order to come here. Cause Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, all of those guys, they you will probably have to shell out just a little bit more money in order for them to consider coming here. And before I close And they're veterans. They're 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 not holding on to the league. They're not holding on to the league to keep their career going by by a string like a lot of these guys that Nick Asirio yeah, signed last yeah. year. And I, I'll tell you this. Marlon Mack would be lucky to get a contract from a team after his last two seasons. So if we're saying that, then we're saying we're okay with Rex Burkhead getting a lot of those carries next season because we're just going to lose anyway, right? Uh, let's let's get that let's get that mindset out of here. Texas fans, it's a safe space. It's a safe space. Get it out. Gonna- it's that time of year as college basketball tournament is finally upon us, March Madness baby. And from all of the latest odds, the contests and player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Just enough time to gulp down a good athletic green juice. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, um, I think like most people, you know, we in the ideal world, you know, receivers are big, getting big and bigger. 
But if you can find the six feet corner that, you know, that's faster than most people, uh, that's pretty special. Um, we put a big emphasis on ball skills. Uh, to me, the object of the defense is the, every snap is to score and take the ball away. We put a big emphasis on that, but um, we won't try to bring anyone in, add them to our mix if, if they don't like to tackle. As we, we ask our corners to tackle. Uh, they have ball skills, and of course, but it still comes down to whether you can play man coverage a lot. That's a hard guy that I'm, to find that I'm talking about. That's why it's good, too, to have Dino back in the system again, where we're all on the same page to be able to find those guys. And apparently it might not be too hard for the Houston Texans to find the ideal corner for Lovey Smith. What you just heard, Lovey Smith talked about his ideal for a cornerback during the NFL Combine on March 2nd. And John, that was important to play because on yesterday, the Houston Texans was among every team in the National Football League, being a part of Cincinnati's Pro Day, representing the Houston Texans was, of course, Coach Lovey Smith, offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton, and they did have one of their defensive back coaches. I'm not sure which one it, which one it was, but one of those guys were in attendance. And look, the Texans had their eyes set on one guy, and John, I know you're going to love this, your boy Sauce Gardner. And I was told by a source that the Houston Texans really like Gardner. They are extremely high on him. And it makes sense because when you go back and you take a listen to what Lovey Smith had to say about what he likes to see in a corner. A guy who is big. A guy who is speedy. A guy who isn't afraid to not only make plays on the ball, but also a guy who can tackle. That is basically what Gardner is. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, before moving on, and before, John, I definitely know you want to get into this, but I just want to give you guys some quick numbers. When you talk about Sars Gardner and you talk about Lovey Smith's ideal cornerback, Gardner is a guy who stands six foot two. He ran a four four at his combine a couple weeks ago, and he ended his college season with ninety tackles. His college career, excuse me, with ninety tackles nine interceptions and, and as we all know he did not give up a touchdown throughout his entire collegiate career at Cincinnati yeah and during the pro day uh for Cincinnati teams were able to go out there and watch uh, Amar Sauce Gardner uh quarterback Desmond Ritter Alec Pierce a wide receiver and edge rusher Maje Sanders who I think is a diamond in the rough I, I, hmm. I, I like what Maje is able to do also, Kobe Bryant was, you know, in attendance as well. Look at the smile right there on Kobe. Uh, Jerome Ford, running back, linebacker, Darian Beavers, safety, Brian Cooks, another safety, Javon Hicks, and defensive tackle, Curtis Brooks. And so this is a team that, you know, when we look at the players that were out there at their positions, wide receiver, cornerback, running back, uh, safety, defensive tackle, Houston had a lot of reasons to be out there and make sense for them, right? But if we're talking mm – -hmm specifically at Ahmad Sauce Gardner. First of all, this is Sauce City, man. Shout out to Sauce Walker. You know, he would fit perfectly in the city of Houston <laughs> in terms of his nickname, right? But, you know, I, I look at him, Cody, as a, as a as a player that, as you mentioned, man, no touchdowns given up 
in his collegiate career. And I think that is where you have to start. Mm-hmm. Right? When you look at college, when you look at the explosiveness uh, on offense, what comes with the collegiate level of football, it's all about big plays, finding zones, and a lot of times cornerbacks getting beat, right? And so he's a player that you start right there. No touchdown given up in his four-year career, three, four-year career. Um, and the one thing that I love about Gardner, talked about this the other day on the NFL show with Ryan Tracy and, and uh, Eric Crocker, also John Harris of the Houston Texans, you know, uh, he, he was also on there with us. We were talking and we both love Sauce Gardner at three because of two reasons. He can play zone and he can play man, hmm. right? And when we look at great corners coming out of college, it seems like that they're very good at one and then they lack the ability at the other at times, right? You get a quarterback, I'm sorry, a cornerback that can do both very well and his ball skills are great as well. So I look at a cornerback in, in Sauce Gardner where we are going back and forth on whether or not Houston, uh, Houston should bring in uh, another player at that cornerback position, which they did on Thursday. They brought in, you know, Isaac, right. They brought in Isaac, uh, you <laughs> know, sorry, but they did bring him in on a one year deal. But Sauce Gardner, I think is a player that he can be a, staple piece for your secondary, right? And then we also look at other players that were at the uh, pro day for Cincinnati. We look at a Kobe Bryant, which is also, I think, is another good cornerback that they featured. Kobe Bryant was one of those players that, you know, there were times in games Gardner was not targeted. And so Bryant may have been the more targeted corner and he held his own. There's some things that I think he, he can get better at. We talked about this earlier in the year after I visited the Senior Bowl. But he's also a good player. Then we look at Maje Sanders. I think he's very athletic. He's long. And I do think he needs to add some meat to his bones, right? He's a little bit bigger. He does have a, like a slimmer frame. But he's also a very good player. And Jerome Ford is a player that I also look out that Houston is out there, uh, that I can see Houston, excuse me, looking at, at their pro day as a player they may want to add to this roster to bring some youth on a fairly good contract for you salary cap lovers, uh, hmm. you know, in this roster, right? So, but overall, if we're looking specifically at what Lovey Smith mentioned, the the new age wide receivers and how you need a bigger cornerback that can run with them and, you know, do a, a, a multitude of things on a football field, guys, why not Sauce Gardner at number three? John, I want to ask you this question. Um when you take a look at Sauce Gardner, and I'm big on him too. You already know the Houston Texans got the number three pick. They're already, you know, because of the trade, they got the number 13 pick as well. And by the way, we're going to talk about what they're probably going to do at pick number 13 um, a little bit later on in the show. But when I take a look at Sauce Gardner, do you not get a little bit not excited knowing that he is coming from a he, he's coming from a conference where the talent level isn't really that good in the American Athletic Conference versus when you compare another guy who is ranked, if not just as high as Sauce Gardner and, um, and um, Derek Stingley from LSU, a guy who is coming from the SEC. I understand that Gardner had the better collegiate career, but to me, Stingley, who is rated just as high, 
He played against better competition. Do that kind of plays with your mind, or you just take a look at Sars Gardner and say, it doesn't matter what conference he's in, this young man can actually ball and change this organization. No, and for everybody that has those questions or had those questions, go watch the tape against Alabama. Right? Go watch that Alabama tape. And the thing about watching that tape is you go into that game, I saw the tweets where it was a sense of, Oh, now they're about to play Bama. Mm -hmm. And he, as a player, held his own. There were times where they wasn't targeting him, right? He was still just kind of clean out there. And then I saw him willingly come up, get in the dirt, make a tackle, right? And so, no, the conference, that doesn't bother me uh, whatsoever. Uh, this is a team that drafted a quarterback with 11 starts, and we're rooting for him, right? So none of that matters. As long as you're able to actually play some football, and play it well, that's all that matters. Have you tried some of the Bill Bar Puffs? If you haven't, man, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. What am I talking about? Y'all already know I'm talking about Bill Bar. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like the yummy cinnamon gyro, churro, Coconut, marshmallow, banana, cream, pie. All of these flavors are so good. My mom actually loves them. Shout out to mama, right? Mama knows best. And they're going to be your favorite as well. The best thing about them, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. And a typical candy bar can, you know, carry between two to 300 calories. We want to stay away from those. We want to deal with Bill Bar that covers around 130 calories only four grams of sugar, only four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Can't beat that. Go to build.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking this out for next week. Make sure your second listen is Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, they bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And before we close out this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, as you guys know, in the last segment, we talked about Amas Sauce Gardner. The Houston Texans are extremely high on him. They was at Cincinnati's Pro Day on Thursday, but... Before they had to travel to Cincinnati, the Houston Texans were at Ohio State Pro Day on Wednesday, and they had their eyes set on two wide receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Now, John, listeners and viewers, I think we can all agree that if Davis Mills is going to be your starting quarterback and you want to give him an opportunity to succeed, you want to see this offense get better than where it was last year. I think we all can agree that you should go out and get one of the top wide receivers at pick number 13. And I am actually a little bit excited about the news that the Texans actually had their eyes set on Chris Olave because, as you guys know, during our pre-free agency mock draft, he was a guy that actually had the Texans taken in the second round. And the only reason why, I don't, John, I don't know what mock draft website I was on, but they had Chris Olave in the second round. I know that's not realistic, but 
I am happy to know that this is a guy whose stock has risen drastically over the last couple of weeks, mainly soared since the um since the NFL combine earlier this month. This is a guy that can actually help the Houston Texans stretch the field. And I'm pointing that out because, as you know, early on in the week when we had an opportunity to talk to Big Sarge, he said that is the type of wide receiver he would like to see the Houston Texans go out to get at his NFL combine. He ran a 4-3. This is a guy who recorded 936 yards on 65 catches 13 touchdowns and if they don't have an opportunity to get Chris Garrett Wilson is another guy I think that might be a little bit that might has a, have a little bit more upside than Olave this is a guy last season who recorded 1058 yards on 70 catches along with 12 touchdowns John if I'm the Houston Texans at pick number 13 I, I think it's a toss-up because I think both of these guys can really help the Houston Texans moving forward well, I don't think it's a toss-up. If Olave is available, I'm going with Olave. If number 13 uh, is the pick you choose to address the wide receiver position. And, yes, listen, one thing that I believe about Olave is, and Eric Crocker, who does the NFL draft show, he called Olave a speedster technician guy. Like, he has that off the – that blow the top off speed, but he's also so much of a technician that – you can't get caught up, and as my boy Phil will call him a one-trick pony, he's not that. He's able to do a lot of different things at that wide receiver position, run the route tree pretty well as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think that Olave is the guy that we look at his career at Ohio State for the Buckeyes. You know, he produced since he got the opportunity to play football, and if you are wanting to address that wide receiver position, hmm. I think Olave – for Davis Mills, and think about that. Think about that. Think about Davis. Davis Mills to Olave, a bomb. You know, a fifty-yard bomb. Because when you run a four-three, that's what you can do. Hmm. And not only that, John. Um, I I just think for the Texans, like like I mentioned, both of these guys, the, the Texans need. And that's why I say it's toss-up. Understand Olave might be the guy that everyone likes, but I also like. Garrett as well. I think he's more so the physical receiver that can win those one-on-one battles. But I, I don't. I think the Texans at number thirteen, if they go that route to get a wide receiver, especially to help this offense, I think it's a win-win situation for the Houston Texans. But just wanted to point this out for today's show to let you guys know that the Houston Texans are definitely building through the draft. John, I'm sorry. I know you hate that, but that does not mean they're not going to be competitive. This I don't year. hate that. Building through the draft is the right thing to do when you partner it with bringing in free agents that also make sense, right? The Texans signed Dare Obuwale, a running back, for a two-year deal. Now, you can look at that and say, okay, well, we're going to build through the draft and get a running back as well. Well, I mean, Dare – that wasn't necessarily a good signing when you had other opportunities out there to make. So don't don't be cheap. That's all I'm saying. Cody, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? The last time we heard from Deshaun Watson was this. What 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 was it with Deshaun? Um I mean, we just need a whole culture shift. We just need new energy. We just we need discipline. We need um structure. Uh, we need a follower or a leader. So we can follow that leader as as players, um, and that's what we need. And you know, 
we got to have, you know, the love of just not just the game of football, because that's what we do, but the love for people and the people in this organization. We all got to be on the same page. There's too many different mind, um, and too many different ideas and too many people thinking that they have this power and, and it's not like that. You know, we need someone that stand tall and this is who we follow and this is the way it go. Like I said yesterday after the game and, and we're going to do it this way to win. The last time everyone heard from Deshaun Watson was on January 5th, 2021, a day after the 2020 season came to an end that basically marked the end of Deshaun Watson's career with the Houston Texans. Why is that important? Because later on today, we are expecting the Cleveland Browns to introduce Deshaun Watson as their new quarterback. And John, we all know everything that has happened since Watson made those statements. And this is going to be a very interesting press conference later on today, unless Cleveland decides to, you know, just introduce him differently. It just don't do a press conference or whatever the case might be on yesterday. On yesterday, he did pass his physical, which means the deal between the Texans and the Cleveland Browns is 100% complete. And um, yeah, we should be hearing from Deshaun yeah. Watson later today. They, 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 Cody, and you, you can attest to this more than I can. But uh, it's been a while since I have been able to really be in a press conference. Well, uh, press conferences during the Senior Bowl week and things like that. But as journalists, he has to be introduced. Can't skip around that. And as journalists, I would love to see real questions asked. No punches pulled. Uh, however, people do have a job they need to keep, provide for families. And so, you know, we don't know what the Browns organization may have in store for reporters, but there's no way around them pulling him out and just announcing it on Twitter or something like that. A real well, press conference needs to be, should be, and will be held. Yeah, uh, hopefully, and, and I say unless they change their mind, because I think the only the only way they can possibly get around is the fact that all 22 of these lawsuits are still ongoing. And maybe they'll probably use that to like get him away from talking to the media. I don't know, but you know, yesterday was a sad scene. The Cleveland Browns was kind of like sneaking him inside the facility. And did, did, did you get an opportunity to see that on social media? And it, it just looks sad. Like, I was, I just sat there looking at the video. It, And they, like, snuck him through the back. He was at the facility. And it's just... Mm, but It is what it is. Shout out to Baker Mayfield getting some workouts in Austin. Uh, I think Along with Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola, Julian. Danny Amendola and... Uh, Another receiver too, so Baker's trying to make sure he. Cole uh, Beasley was the other receiver. Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley. Uh, you know, Cole Beasley is a player that I wouldn't mind. I know he's of age, but Cole Beasley is one of the best slot receivers in the game. I wouldn't mind Houston reaching out and trying to work out a, a team friendly deal that could help out Davis Mills from that slot position. Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texas podcast for another week. 
I'm John underscore Hickman 12 is where you can follow me. Y'all know me as John some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter for Texans updates. I retweet them. I interact. All of the fan favorite talk. Follow me on Twitter for that so we can have some fun. And make sure you follow the Locked On Texans Twitter page and continuously subscribe, comment, challenge us, <laughs> challenge us on YouTube and Locked On Texans podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I know, I know you guys really wanted to hear from Brandon, but because we are expecting Deshaun Watson to speak in Cleveland later on today, we decided to just hold Brandon to next week to give you guys a different perspective about his departure from Houston. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.